Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi guys, how are you doing today? We are currently in our second lockdown in California and that comes with all types of reactions for all of us. Clearly, the time that we're living these days is not business as usual. So I encourage you to do your best to stay safe these days. I'm finishing this series on perfectionists and we have had four episodes on it. I just want to do a brief recap of each one of them since this will be the last episode on perfectionists. In episode one, I invited you to step back and watch how it feels and how it looks, this urge to do things right and perfect. On episode two, I invited you to look at what's behind the fear of making mistakes What drives you to prevent yourself from making any mistake? On episode 3, I invited you to look at what you do when you feel scared of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, or feeling in the wrong way. In episode 4, I invited you to notice when it works to pay attention to details and when it doesn't. Now, on episode 5, we are going to chat a little bit about the relationship between procrastination and perfectionism and how they go hand in hand. When I think of procrastination, I think that this is a word that has gotten a very bad reputation. If I get paid $1 for every book, article, blog post, and messages in social media that say stop procrastinating and start getting things done, I think I could be very, very rich by now. (laughs) The challenge is that it's not as simple as it looks like. When people procrastinate, delay, or postpone activities, it may look like a single or independent struggle, but actually many times procrastinating behaviors have many sources, many drivers. The way in which perfectionism and procrastination are related It's because if you have high standards for yourself or for others, or if you are afraid of making mistakes, or if you have a strong urge to do things right and perfect, one of the ways in which you may handle those fears, those urges, is by procrastinating. It's like you are holding on to thoughts like, I will do this later, I have time tomorrow, I don't need to do it today, And you may avoid answering emails, you may avoid some deadlines or submitting some projects. Quite likely, 
all of us, we have faced those situations at one point or another. It's not our fault. It just makes sense that when being afraid of saying the wrong thing or doing something wrong, we absolutely do what we can to avoid, minimize, delay the discomfort that comes with that possibility. Because we don't like to be uncomfortable. So, of course, we procrastinate. And we procrastinate even on issues that matter to us. Now, what I have prepared for today is a list of recommendations and tips that you can try to put into action to handle this procrastinating behavior that is driven by this fear of making mistakes. Here's my first tip. Do a list of all the things you have been procrastinating because of the fear of making mistakes. So it would be great if you grab a piece of paper and write down all those things that you have been postponing because you are scared of making a mistake. If you don't have a piece of paper next to you, maybe you can do a mental list of all those things that you have been postponing. And then ask yourself these questions. If I postpone these actions, Will my life get richer, better? Will my life improve? And if I don't take action, what are the values that I'm living? See if you can ask yourself those questions about each one of those activities that you have been postponing. And if the answer is no, that your life doesn't get better if you keep postponing those activities, then I will invite you to make a commitment to yourself to work on them. Making a commitment with yourself, it's definitely easier said than done. And yet, you have to start somewhere. If you have been dealing with this fear of making mistakes, and because of it, you are postponing, delaying, and procrastinating, no one can make the choice for you. It's really up to you to start making a shift, and this may be the time. So if you want to work on those activities that you have been postponing, here's my second tip. Instead of pushing away this fear of making mistakes, I will strongly invite you to make room for it. Now, as you can hear me, I don't get tired of inviting you to make room for your feelings as an active step you take. So how will this look like? Instead of postponing quickly that particular activity, I will invite you to describe how it feels in your body, to notice the sensations that come your way, and simply give it a name. Every time you're labeling those emotions, you're labeling those experiences in your body, you are helping your body to sit with, to notice, and to make room for that uncomfortable experience. Instead of trying to suppress it or pushing it down or denying what you're feeling. Then I will invite you to take a deep breath and instead of doing what you usually do, do the opposite. So if every time you have been thinking on that particular activity, your go-to behavior is to procrastinate, take a deep breath and do the opposite. And by doing the opposite, I mean exactly that. So, for example, if you have to submit a proposal and every time you're thinking on this proposal, 
you manage to distract yourself watching your favorite TV show or you start reading a book or you text your friend, then take a deep breath. Acknowledge that if you keep postponing submitting that proposal, that's in helping the long run. And it may not be congruent with who you want to be and what matters to you. And then do the opposite. And the opposite means maybe opening your computer and just writing the title of the proposal or researching a paper for that particular proposal. And here is my next recommendation that I think is super important, which is start doing little nibbles consistently. I think that many times when we have been postponing and procrastinating activities, it's overwhelming to think about getting things done. And no matter how much we know it's important to us, no matter how many times people tell us, Patricia, just get it done, or how many books say, just get it done, it's not so easy because we get easily overwhelmed when we look at a colossal task in front of us. So my invitation for you is to do little needles consistently, which means maybe the first time that you're working on this proposal, you set your timer to work on it for 10 minutes, or maybe 15 minutes. You don't have to do everything at once. You can actually break it down into small steps. For example, Srini Rao, the author of the book Unmistakable, he started writing a small number of word counts with a goal of writing 1,000 words a day. If the feel is too overwhelming, start with nibble nibbles, even a two-minute nibble counts. Now, approaching a task only once, it's okay. But it's not enough to approach any situation, activity you have been avoiding and postponing because of the fear of making mistakes because of the fear of not getting it right. So making a habit of approaching tasks by breaking them down, it's going to be much more helpful to you. You can make a habit by having the same place where you complete the task or by creating a routine. And you can also make it difficult for you to get out of it. For example, if you get to avoid doing something because of email, Close your email. Turn off the notifications. If you get distracted with the TV, what about hiding your TV? And I will also invite you to make your progress visible. When we are approaching tasks that we care about, it does help to find ways to track what we are doing and to make it visible. There is this researcher from Harvard Business School. Her name is Teresa Amabile. She found that tracking the progress of the tasks that we care about keep us actually more engaged with the task. Now, just to clarify this, tracking and monitoring doesn't have to be a fancy system. But as long as it's visible and easily accessible, that's great. For example, when I was working on my online class, I have a little corner on my whiteboard where I made a little tally every time I was done with one of the models. A friend of mine loves to put a page of every chapter he writes on his bulletin board. So the pile keeps growing up as he moves forward with his books. Now, to be honest, I personally love to have little tracking systems. And I love crossing things off my to-do list. 
my other tip for you will be to create a super nice treat for yourself after completing these tasks. This might sound silly, but I actually think it's super important and super effective. When working on projects like this, like creating this podcast, after working for a couple of hours on it, then I take a fun break. I go for a hike or I play with my kitty or I read one of my favorite books. So when thinking about treats or rewards, many things may come to your mind. But let me tell you that a reward or a treat is just a form of appreciation. And I think it's okay to appreciate ourselves for the hard work we do. And lastly, when you decide to face these tasks and approach these tasks, instead of procrastinating or postponing them, I encourage you to be as gentle as possible with yourself. The process of making a shift from avoiding a task, a situation, because of the fear of making mistakes, to making things happen, it's not easy. So if things don't go as planned, beating yourself up is not likely to help. And it may actually make you even more stuck. If your mind comes up with criticism, like you are lazy, I can't believe you made this mistake, I will invite you to practice some form of gentleness. There are so many ways in which you can practice gentleness with yourself and with your mind. One of the ways in which you can practice gentleness or kindness with your mind is by telling your mind, thank you, but not right now. Thank you for those thoughts, but it's not a good time. Your mind is not your enemy. It just happens that many times our minds work super, super hard to protect us. And they can be harsh, but they are not our enemies. I know that dismantling the fear of making mistakes and procrastinating behaviors is not easy. And yet, you don't have to do everything at once. If you put into action these micro skills, you will notice how it feels to approach what you have been postponing. And if you make room for all the discomfort that comes and do the opposite, you are going to start moving and getting momentum. So I hope you put into action these tiny tips And if you have any questions, please send me an email. I always love to hear from my listeners. See you soon and until next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingwithsafe.com. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable, playing it safe actions. See you soon!